0: Welcome and hello to all the writers out there who have found us on their creative quest. This is the Creative Questers podcast. I'm Stefka.
1: And I'm Christina. Hello. So we're here to talk about ideas and where they come from. Yes. Um, we might be the wrong people to talk about this topic because you and I have a lot of ideas. We do. We definitely <laughs> we have do. Too many ideas. True. But a lot of people have problems thinking of ideas. It's always this inspiration discussion,
0: which is such a big word too. Like what gets you inspired? What do you do to get started with the story? I feel like that is the central question here. So, Christina, what do you do to get inspired?
1: You know, since I write memoir, I just live my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and stories like happen to me all the time. And anytime mm-hmm. that I stop writing for a while. The universe delivers Mm -hmm. new stories to me. I just have to be watching Mm. for them and I have to be ready with a notebook to write it down because I can forget them too easily. They like just meet you and creep up on you and the idea is in. (laughs) I I think it's interesting that we both come from different writing backgrounds because Mm -hmm. for me, it's intimidating to think about writing something in fiction. And for me, I have no lack of ideas because I'm always having something happening in my life that I mm-hmm. feel like would be a good topic. And I'm always watching for something new. And I think that's one of my main things since I mm-hmm. started writing, or since I acknowledge that I am a writer, I just started looking at the world and just really observing, thinking about as I'm walking around, how would I describe this? glorious sunset that is before me right now or the birds are chirping you know Ah. thinking about Mm -hmm. ways that Mm -hmm. I would describe the different things around me not only does it inspire me on things I can write about it just makes life richer you know true
0: oh so true It's like, it's more like living the moment a lot more because you're also trying to find the words to like the experience you're currently having. And that somehow roots you more in that specific moment. And I think it's similar for me, actually, even though I write fiction and that's my thing. Most of my ideas come from something that I see or that happened to me. I remember specifically that a friend of mine sent me a photo of the entrance of a clinic And I was looking at that photo and I was like, that is totally like a haunted place. That must (laughs) be haunted. There must be ghosts in there. And I'm sure there's this ghost named Charlotte, which is a story that you know that I talked about, which is the one. Yeah, I wrote that or I started that for Nano last year and kind of saw that photo. And I was like, Charlotte lives there and she's a ghost and she's been around for a while and she has all these ghost buddies. And that's kind of the same thing even though I kind of twisted, I like this, this kind of, okay, so this is reality. And now let me change it. And that's what I love about it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, thinking about this too, when, because I did a little research for before we recorded this, just to see what actually inspires me did like a little list of things that I thought were inspiring. And I realized a lot of my inspiration is actually coming from a visual place. I really love to look at photos and browse Instagram far too much, which is horrible and (laughs) Pinterest too. But they're like, I have like this whole Pinterest board, which one of them is called literally writing inspiration. Mm -hmm. And it can be people in like medieval dress up, which I also really love. Or it can be just like portraits of people, which looks super interesting to me.
1: And that's something that um, one of our friends mariana shout out to mariana she has (laughs) shout out to mariana yes she has a board where she's taken a bunch of notes and Mm -hmm. she is plotting out her novel and she has also printed out her inspiration Mm -hmm. these little photos to go along with this and i think that's such a lovely idea i haven't done that myself Mm
0: -hmm. although when
1: i'm writing i do pull up images of a place i want to write about Mm-hmm. And that really helps ground me in that moment and helps make that description a lot more real. Mm-hmm. So I can Super definitely true. see how images can be so inspiring.
0: Yes. There's also
1: regarding mind mapping.
0: There's so many cool tools online that are free that you can use to just create your own digital mind maps if you don't want to do it on a wall. I like to have this digitally just so I can what, rearrange it. do you like it. to
1: use? Do you have any favorite yes. go-tos?
0: There's one that's called Whimsical, I think. Mm. And I actually like that quite a bit. It's not intended as a writer's tool, not for like world building. So it has a few different features, but I think it works really well. And of course, our favorite, which is uh, Scrivener, they have all these folders down there and I'm just starting to get into it because this is one of these tools where you have to use them for a while to actually use all the features and get to know. I don't know think it's
1: possible to use all the features mm, of Scrivener.
0: Mm, true, true. <laughs> all of these things are like tools that you can use to, to be more inspired or to manage your inspiration. Maybe maybe that's a thought there that you just have like to manage it and to... Rope it into something that helps you create that story, and to sit down and start writing and keep with it. And that specifically is a thing that I struggle with, like not coming up with ideas, but sticking with the ideas.
1: Yes, that's a whole nother podcast we're going to have. Oh to talk yeah, about. oh yes, oh yeah. That's like that's something that I think a lot of us. <laughs> that
0: we're not touching here.
1: Side quest alert!
0: <laughs> Side quest alert! <laughs> I'm a magpie. I like shiny new things, yes. like stories that are new and wonderful. Oh, I have this idea, and then I abandon stories that already have like twenty thousand words, which
1: I shouldn't do. <laughs> For those of people who think that they don't have ideas, I bet they actually do have mm-hmm. plenty of ideas, but maybe they're just afraid to commit to one, or maybe True. they're maybe they're afraid that they should be coming up with a whole bunch of them like we do there's no right or wrong. That's one thing about writing, about anything creative. What works for me may or may not Uh work for you. Everybody has a different process, a different perception.
0: Very true. And you know what? I even asked a few people these last few days, what inspires them and how Mm -hmm. they get inspired and just wanted to hear what they were saying. And somehow I got into this discussion about ideas being precious, that there's this thought that ideas are unique and that you kind of need to protect them in a way. And I was researching and found an article. And that specific article actually said that ideas aren't precious if you don't do anything with them. Oh. And I thought that was very clever.
1: Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> and that makes me sad. There are so many ideas that I've had that have just sat, I have this whole list. I'm mm-hmm. a big list list taker myself. Um, me too. <laughs> and we have our different tools, Trello or Notion yeah. or whatever, that way can always be something you can come back to. Perfectionism is also something we'll have to have another mm. complete section oh, yes. about, another podcast, oh, just yes. about that. It can be a killer of creativity. And oh yes, I know that when I'm writing, I have a tendency rather than just charging through and, and writing that, that shitty first draft, as people like mm. to say, I think, oh, I need to write about this. Oh, I need to write. And I get Uh so distracted. Uh And so what I've started doing is Uh put these ideas in another place in Scrivener or another place in Trello and just try to keep with the moment with that inspiration at hand and not get overwhelmed or worry about making this piece that I'm working on perfect. Oh god! there's yes. a sentence that needs to be tweaked that can be tweaked later if I don't just keep mm-hmm. on going then I might lose mm-hmm. track of where mm-hmm. I was petted in the first place oh, yes.
0: and it's so hard to pick up that thread again it's just if it's lost it's lost somehow like I'm remembering all these things I've read about perfectionism and writing in the past because there's so many people who have talked about this in Wrote about this. Is it Stephen King who said something along the lines of perfectionism in writing actually is like it, it's the biggest enemy, of course? Well, I love I'm losing Stephen that. King
1: and I love quotes about <laughs> what, that perfectionism.
0: He, was, did Stephen King write the book on writing? Was that him? Yes, Am I remembering yes, that correctly? You are
1: correct. and that I love that.
0: And there's so many good thoughts in there. The idea that you have to be in a specific mood to start writing and your desk oh. has to be cleaned up and everything has to be perfect. And you can only write if this list of 10 conditions is met and that that is connected to the perfectionism thing. And that is complete and other bullshit. You can just start writing whenever, wherever. You don't need yes. to be in the mood. I and think you also don't need to have a perfectly cleaned up apartment, which I know I don't.
1: <laughs> yes and I think I just found his the quote you're looking for he said uh-huh. don't wait for the muse he's a hard-headed guy who's not susceptible to a lot of creative fluttering
0: yes yes that was it
1: and but I think I... that's such a good point it can be an excuse uh-huh. you know to say oh I just no point in writing unless the muse is visiting because there are moments where the the flow is there yes. and the muse is visiting and 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 that's wonderful when that happens, but it it doesn't doesn't, always happen. It doesn't always happen. (laughs) And you have to be there. You have to be ready in a practice, in a place Mm -hmm. where you are regularly writing Mm -hmm. or else the muse is just going to come and you're not going to have time for it. And it'll just go to someone else. Yes, absolutely true. 100% true. And there've been plenty of things that I've written that I haven't been really inspired about at the time when I'm writing it. But still, I'm getting the words down, and I can come back later and be like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I wanted to write about this. And in a later phase, I can really make it shine. Mm -hmm. True. And so I think putting in the practice and getting the words down, Yes. one idea begets another idea, and you get better, you get into that flow more often, Mm -hmm. but you have to show up. You have to be there. And that's just something I also did a little research. I read Mm -hmm. this article about was actually from Scientific American. So not about writing, but just about where ideas come from. And this author compared ideas to pregnancy. So you have to have like this fertile environment for the ideas to grow. And then once you have that idea, you have to feed it just like a baby. You have to Uh feed it and nurture it Uh or it's going to (laughs) die.
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) And I really loved that that image. Agreed. Not the image I of the f- baby dying. I don't, you know.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: Let's not go there.
0: <laughs> no, no, like, no, 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 mm, mm, no, oh, no. Nah. This is not nah, that kind of like, a
1: Stephen King story. Nah, nah, not going there.
0: I totally agree with all of that. It's so nice that we have this wonderful writing community here in Munich. So shout out to nice. them. Shout out to all of those people. Because I know I wouldn't get half as much writing done if it wasn't for them. And yeah. The regular meetups, which are always great.
1: Yeah. That's how you and I met was through Shut Up and Write. Mm, Yeah. And that I find there is something magical about being in the company of other writers and writing while other writers are writing that maybe the muse is there. Maybe it's somebody else's muse that comes Mm -hmm. and taps on my shoulder and says, Oh, since you're here, I'll give you a little, a little something, something. (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe it's like it's like one of these it's like a fairy circle where they all hold hands and just dance around us invisibly <laughs> and do like their thing and there's magic in the air and you know like all the fairies and now yeah. we're gonna
1: scare away the rest of our shut up and write group they're gonna be like <sighs> I'm oh sorry. God.
0: oh and people are never gonna show up again because they're gonna be like mm, I don't want fairies in my ears <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah I okay. I find that just being there even mm-hmm. though no one is actually going to be looking over my shoulder and you know calling me out if i'm actually playing around sure. on social media yeah. and i'm not actually writing but still i feel a stronger sense of commitment to myself yes true and to kind of to those around me when i'm in one of these meetups to to actually get the words on the paper
0: agreed and there are also amazing friendships which develop yes. just
1: from that so hooray yeah. writers are amazing people
0: true absolutely true the best people in my life most of the best people in my life are writers do you have more thoughts pick one more thought that you want in here absolutely okay terribly. so there was
1: there's something else that i wanted to talk about and i've, I've been kind of circling around this in in our okay. conversation is Uh that people may think that they're not creative or may think that they're not a writer or whatever. Uh Like I used to think that I wasn't creative at all. I think partially through these meetups and and being around other people, seeing that other people felt the same way. I started believing in myself more. I started started seeing that Mm. I wasn't so different from these people who I obviously felt these are real writers, Yeah, but they're not so different from me. And part of it was due to the medium. Part of it was due to practice. I started out my creative aspirations actually in the visual arts. And like I was an art student in high school and college. I had some skills with paint, but zero skills with anything more co- where they like, required the commitment of like pen and mm-hmm. ink or watercolors or something like that. And similarly on the writing side, when I started trying to write fiction, I found that really difficult to create ideas out of thin air. But once I started writing memoir and personal essays, these are things that actually happened to me. And so it just started feeling a lot more natural. So maybe this brings us to something that you've mentioned before, the importance mm-hmm. of trying something different. If you feel like you're not creative, that maybe you just haven't found your calling. Maybe you haven't found your, what you really want to be writing yet.
0: Yeah, and it can, this can be sometimes just giving yourself permission to try something completely new and just allow yourself to be bad at that too. Just mm-hmm. doing something for the fun of it. And there's like the word amateur is used so terribly. Like it's a bad thing, but it comes from the Latin word for love. So you're doing something oh. for love. And I adore that idea. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's like to be an amateur is to do something just because you love it. And isn't that the best reason to do anything,
1: really? I love that. Um, so we wanted to kind of wrap this up with mm-hmm. a list. I know that Shefka felt conflicted <laughs> about having a numbered list, but I told her, <laughs> look, I get where you're coming from, but people like lists. Mm. So we're going to have 10 tips for how you can come up with more ideas. And yes. Shefka's going to kick us off.
0: Yeah. And I think this first one is one that we actually touched upon a lot already in this conversation, which is join a community. And I think it's really good and amazing even to share and discuss and to talk about ideas, like which we do in Shut Up and Write too. And we've started this project with the 100 Word Project well, where we do 100 Word. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, well, I was just <laughs> going
1: to say, I just love that you've started that. It's such a cool, fun project. And I feel... This is going to lead into one of the things that we're going to talk about mm. later. So sorry.
0: Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. No <laughs> No worries. No worries. So there, this the idea behind this is to write a 100-word story every month for a specific prompt that we choose together, and then to meet up and share it, to read it out loud to everyone else, and to get into the kind of in a habit to share your writings to read them out mm-hmm. loud to receive feedback and to not be afraid to have your voice heard and that's kind of what I loved most about this to kind of hear people's writing voices like for some of the people that are part of the whole writers universe and have shut up and write in Munich I've known them for like two to three years now and I've never heard anything of theirs like, or yeah. never read anything that they've written. And this is awesome, especially because you hear it in their voice too. So that is definitely a thing. If you can, do join a community, be part of it and participate in readings or in like story swaps and stuff like that. See what other people do and shape your voice within that cosmos of other writers and get inspired by that.
1: Mm-hmm. Joining it community. Is- I obviously am a really huge proponent of this. It's really enriched my life in so many ways. Same here. Absolutely. Yes. So we go to number two. Yes, please. My number two is paying attention to the world around you. We've talked about this already, but uh, I really think that you can come up with so many ideas if you just pay attention and look at the scenery, people, listen to the conversations around you, and just think about what words you would use to capture those things. And when you think about the world, when you observe the world in this way, it really opens up so many possibilities of little characters that you can use in your stories or ways that people speak or don't speak with each other Mm -hmm. and can really blossom into some new ideas.
0: True, like the color of a bird that is sitting on that branch. I'm so into color in Mm -hmm. the natural world because I always thought that, there's no way that nature is more colorful than what we have in like um illustrations or like with all these artificial colors, I'm like there's no way. And then you actually look and I couldn't have been more of wrong. Like it's so colorful, like every bird, every tree, and every flower, and
1: especially totally. if you go to Costa Rica.
0: Incredible. Oh, oh <laughs> believe that immediately. Let's go there right now. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, wait, we have a podcast to finish.
0: Oh, damn it.
1: So Um, number three, Shafka.
0: Number three. All right. So this one is one where I really have to stress the idea of doing this mindfully. The third tip we have is browse social medias mindfully because especially with visual social medias, like I said before, like Instagram and Pinterest and also YouTube, you get so much that can be the spark for a new story and so many thoughts and ideas that have wrapped into that. And for me, especially because I'm a very visual person that works really well. And I have all these Pinterest boards, which keep my ideas together. And I I kind of create these characters. I want to write with like specific clothing. I see like a dress that I adore and I'm wondering which kind of person would wear this dress Mm -hmm. so I kind of save the pictures and then I write those stories later on but of course with social media there's always the danger of getting lost in the scrolling process don't go down the rabbit hole no no don't do this mindfully and keep track of your time spent on exactly
1: Mm -hmm. I think timers (laughs) can be really helpful Um, yes and And I've done this on my phone. I found it's called digital well-being was the setting on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I found that that can be a big game changer for giving yourself a certain amount of time for playing and for browsing the social media and such, and then getting back into the thing that's really important to you and focusing on your creativity.
0: True. True, and you already had that wonderful buzzword of playing in
1: there, which I think
0: leads us directly into the next tip, right?
1: Yes. So it's so <laughs> important to to take inspiration from the world around you. Um, so much of what we're talking about is related to that. But I, number four is refilling your cup. So we don't have to be thinking that we always need to be productive. Part of being productive mm-hmm. is being inspired and reading books by other people that you admire getting inspiration from yeah. them going to a museum going for a walk doing this with the intent of being inspired but not with the pressure that you immediately have to go and you know write 1000 words about whatever event yeah. this is but giving yourself this this permission to go and play to be inspired by others and to refill your cup and get that, that well of inspiration back within you. Mm -hmm.
0: So true. Sometimes being uninspired can be the product of being overworked and of pressuring yourself too much and making Mm -hmm. yourself do too much. And as soon as you start giving yourself space to think That creative spark is there. It's within you. You just have to give it space to expand. There's this idea that people might have actually been more inspired in the past just because boredom was more common. And when you're bored, you're in this state of allowing yourself to think and to play around with stuff. And then you get inspired and create new stuff. And
1: oh, yeah. Uh, When was the last time you were bored? I don't remember.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. I was like, I, I don't, you, no, no one gets bored in this, or most people don't. It in this modern mm-hmm. word because there's always something. And as soon as you get bored, you reach for your phone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which yeah. Yeah. Tricky, <laughs> tricky
1: business. <laughs> it is. But yeah. And this um, leads directly into number five.
0: Mm, it does. It does. Number five is do something you've never done before. And that's a cool thought because sometimes it can help to find completely new triggers and through this new ideas and new fields of ideas and this doesn't have to be writing related like you could even go to like a trampoline park and just Mm -hmm. jump around allow yourself to 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 do some sports like sports especially for me personally they help with kind of freeing my mind up and you kind of do physical activity And your mind gets in gears as well. Also related to what we already said with art and stuff like that. If you've never done, I don't know, watercolor paintings, you might want to try it out just to see if it's actually fun and if you like it and if you're into it. And also it might be the perfect inspiration for a new story. Like different arts can kind of connect to each other and inspire each other. At least that's what I find. And I'm not good with music. Like I don't play instruments. I am not a good singer, but sometimes it can be nice to just get lost in music and mm-hmm. use that as an inspiration for a new story.
1: Mm-hmm. And what I thought of when you said doing something you've never done before, mm-hmm. I thought of like how your 100 word story project Yes. How that has really inspired me to try out new things and to to explore other types of writing.
0: Mm -hmm. I like playing around with poems, even though, you know, I'm not a poetry kind of girl. I I like playing around with that and with rhymes and rhythms. I'm not particularly good at it yet, but I'm an amateur. I do it for love. So
1: that is perfect. Well, that takes (laughs) us to number six, avoiding perfectionism. As we've discussed already, perfectionism can kill your creativity. And Mm -hmm. if you just allow yourself to, to try something new or to try something that you've been trying, that you've been working on forever without expecting it to be amazing, perfect, Mm -hmm. wonderful, right out of the gate. If you give yourself the permission to, to write something that might be really crappy to start with, but if you just work through that, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and not let that perfectionism paralyze you, then you can often, like a lot of times I will actually just start writing. I don't know what I want to write. So I guess I'm just going to write these stupid words, (laughs) you know, just something ridiculous, Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. words are in my head. And then eventually it'll lead to something. I'll free up something by Mm -hmm. writing just anything. Till I'm writing something that's actually, oh yeah, this is something I'd like to explore further. So just yes. the process of getting the pen on the paper, if you're old school or you're starting to type something without having to have this idea that whatever you write is going to be beautiful from the moment you start writing.
0: True. Don't be afraid to put your pen to paper, literally speaking, and just get into it, right? It's, and also when I write, a lot of times, especially with fiction stories, I start something and I'm like, something goes here. I don't know yet what, and I will literally write it down. I have no idea what's happening here, and then I'll just jump to a scene further down the road and do a go, go along with that. And mm-hmm. even like, I, I just write dot 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 and just move on because I'm like, I have no idea what's happening here. Let me just see what I already have figured out in my head and then we'll see I'll come back to that and it's fine if it's not matching up I'm gonna make sure all the strings align later on and that's fine definitely so yeah and with that let's move on to our tip number seven which is carry around a notebook and that is actually a thing I tried in the past I've been really bad at it because I am bad with sticking to one notebook. I have a million notebooks just Mm -hmm. flying around here randomly, but it can be amazing to actually have that notebook handy and just scribble down a quick note if you see something or if you hear something or if you just think of something like really randomly and just write it down. I even used for some time in the past I used to rip up tiny pieces of paper and scribble something down and just collect them in my back, which was horrible because it was a great <laughs> big mess. But for, for some time in the past, that was how I wrote, especially when I had those ideas um, like at the office, because it was like, I cannot just start writing in the notebook and write like a whole paragraph or, or something I'm supposed to work. But I, I had that thought. I was like, I'm just going to really quickly. So I would take like a post-it note, write it down and just, put it into my back just like later. And at night I would take all of that, scoop it out of my back and try to make sense of that mess. But it was a start.
1: So yeah. Well, and you bring up something really important is you Mm -hmm. take down the note initially and you come back to it at the end of the night. Um, Yes. This is something David Sedaris does. He carries a notebook with him everywhere. And he says at the end of every evening, he comes and he'll just like do a little download or, you know, just quickly journal about what it was because his note might say something you know something completely nonsensical Random. um yeah. the things that are coming to my mind are not appropriate to say right now so i'm not going to say because i have i've had some notes from my memoir and i've come back to them later and i've been like surprise what canis. happened here what oh this no it sounds like oh, an no. amazing story but what what was it?
0: You've, um, been, you've been really good about not cursing and I've already done it. So I feel like that <laughs> boat has sailed like that's over. So
1: if you don't write about it that evening, that idea, even though mm. you've, you've done the work of, of scribbling it down, the memory is a fickle, fickle thing. And yes. you might not actually remember the details of it unless you ground it a little more.
0: Yes. And that circles back to something we've said a lot before, like the writing meetups we have in Munich and like the Shut Up and Write group, which which meets, I think like three to four times every week. So, and those are like fixed time slots in at least my calendar to sit down and work. And if I have those notes, I can just scoop them out of my back and try to make sense of them. And Regarding the meetings, I think we're already diving straight into our tip number eight.
1: It is. Tip number eight is to show up, nurture your mm-hmm. ideas. And one idea begets another idea. A lot of people say that showing up at a specific time is really mm-hmm. valuable for their productivity and for for your muse. If you show up yeah. and at a certain time every week, every day, whatever it might be, then you're going to be a lot more apt to come up with ideas during that time you're going to be open mm-hmm. to those ideas and then you'll have those notes that you've made <laughs> in your notebook yeah. that you can come back to and hopefully you haven't had time to forget about them and That's if you so just amazing. get started and just start working and give them some food yes give them just some do fuel, it yeah do it and then you can just get in this rhythm and those ideas will yeah. be coming before you know it and then you'll be like Stefka yeah. and i'm and being like okay enough no more <laughs> ideas
0: Let's let's just run with those ideas now. Let's let's stop having new ideas. It's too much. <laughs> too many plot bunnies in this head. No, it's not plot a good space. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And if you show up to those writing meetups and you sit there and you think you're not a real writer, which we've also talked about before, oh. just remember you have to fake it till you make it. You are a real writer just by sitting down and putting words onto paper. That Mm -hmm. alone, I think, makes you a writer and that is enough. And if you want to call yourself an author just for that, you can. You're an author of your own stories and of your own life, so to say, even like that is so important. Don't get caught up in that idea that you have to have published at least five books uh, or this and that many essays or Mm -hmm. whichever mode of What genre of writing is yours? Don't get caught up in that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was so intimidated. The first time I was going to go to a shop and write, I was in Berlin and my cousin convinced me we should go to this shop Mm -hmm. and write. And I was thinking, well, I'm not a real writer. You know, I had thousands of words I'd written already, but no, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was expecting for some reason, I'm thinking all of the people and they're going to be these esteemed Riders with, you know, maybe they had like tweed jackets with patches on the elbows and things. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was that, and I was a sure looks? they were going to laugh at me and think, oh, that silly little girl from Kansas, she's not a oh. rider. <laughs> but you see, if you just go and show up, you see that everybody else around you is feeling the same way. There's no special pact you have to make you know, whatever to you, you show don't have you were... to sign
0: a deal with the devil no, there's no blood don't.
1: we promise <laughs> <laughs> if you just show up and tell yourself to everyone else that you're a writer yeah guess what you are congratulations and I feel
0: like, yeah and I feel like this whole idea of the imposter syndrome that a lot of writers deal with is a whole new episode we have to tackle
1: some point side quest alert yes definitely. yes <laughs> oh no yeah Yes. Oh, we could God. talk about that for
0: a full mm. session, I think. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I think we have one more tip left on yes. our lists.
1: And that takes us to number 10 practice without the fear of judgment. Mm. If you just show up, keep writing, and don't judge yourself, give yourself mm-hmm. the freedom to explore whatever world you want to write about. Your strength as a writer is going to grow. Your words are going to flow more naturally. Yeah. And your stories will get stronger and more interesting and you'll enjoy what you're doing. True. True. And here's the secret. Every first draft is
0: shitty. (laughs) That is always going to be the case. Like I've never once, at least for me, that's true. I've never once in my life written something and just left it the way it was initially. Like sometimes I have like these these phrases that I'm super in love with, but then again, there's also the very popular saying about killing your darlings, and mm-hmm. I have to remind myself of that quite often while writing. And yeah, r- what was this the thing about writing sober and editing? No, writing drunk and editing sober—that's the right <laughs> way to do it. So yeah.
1: In case people editing. don't know what the uh, "kill your darlings" quote is about, there—it's another oh. Stephen King. Stephen, Stephen King. It is another Stephen King quote. <laughs> and he's referring to those very favorite things that we write about. Sometimes, unfortunately, those are the things that actually have to be killed, and so if you get Mm. too attached, you might be wasting your time if you're trying to build your Mm -hmm. whole piece around this. His quote was, kill your darlings, kill your darlings, even when it breaks your egocentric little scribbler's heart, kill your darlings.
0: Yes, and it's so true. I've been there. I've done that. And I'm learning to be less attached to my precious little words that I, and my precious little ideas that sometimes need to be scrapped. And sometimes that is true as well. You have an idea and it just doesn't work out. And that's fine too. Ideas can also be recycled later on into other stories, or maybe they were just there for a moment and then that's fine too. Yeah. That is kind of the essence of this whole list and all these ideas and tips that you have to put the time in allow yourself to be ready to get into your ideas and also to just play with them and see what happens yeah. and don't f- freeze up and worry about being perfect or about it turning out on the first try in like a perfect manner that's not going to happen
1: and that does feel like a wonderful ending note right it here does there was something that i wanted to talk about about perfectionism that we could maybe put mm. back in later Side quest. (laughs) Yeah, but you had introduced (laughs) me to this. This was something that you put in Mm -hmm. in our podcast notes about this Mm -hmm. Z Frank video.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Everyone who hasn't seen this video, let me tell you about this YouTube video, which at this point must be a decade old. I don't know. It must be 10 years. I think think it is. And it's maybe 12 guy called yeah, it's he's called Safe. He's fairly popular. Like he's called Safe Frank and I feel like a lot of people know him or have heard of him.
1: True story uh, or the, true facts? Yeah. It's this is other thing now. True,
0: true fact. Yeah, true facts about yeah, about certain true animals facts
1: about, about the sea pig.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what he sounds like. And before he did that, he did something called a show. And with that show, he started with that one video that I'm referring to which is I think it's called an invocation for beginnings. Yes. And he has visual poetry. It's so good. And I love to come back to it every time I feel like I cannot start with something. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of all these things, like to not be perfectionist, to not worry about being, he even has this quote in there about, um, Let me not worry about being too old, too used up, too whatever. And I think that is so true. And all Mm -hmm. of the things he says. So if you take anything from all of this, please watch that video. I hope you take more than that, but watch that video. It's great. Yes.
1: The thing he said about perfectionism was perfectionism may have shiny shoes, but he's a bit of an asshole and no longer invited to our pool parties.
0: Yes. I love that. And the whole video is like that. So it's totally worth watching. And it's only like three to four minutes. So yeah, not super long. Yeah. Well, Christina, thank you so much for having this talk with me. It was it's always a great pleasure. Always a pleasure. So, yes. <laughs> and so much fun. And I hope some of the people listening to this also get some new inspiration and had some fun. And yes, I think that's it from us.
1: We need to have a catchy, like, Uh, see you later sort of thing to say.
0: May your quest be always on point and lead you to your goal. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe something like that. We'll come up with something with the next few episodes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thank you for joining us on today's creative quest. If you have some thoughts you want to add to our musings or just want to say hi, feel free to get in touch
1: with us. You can reach us via Instagram where we are called Creative Questers, or simply send us an email at creativequesters at gmail.com. So we quest again.